Crystal, though. So over the last few weeks, we know that um, Pastor has been speaking on the church, um, been giving a solid doctrine about what the church is. He called me last Sunday. He said, how did you think the message went? And I said, Dad, I said, I think it was amazing. And he said, well, I, I had to finish up. I had to finish up. I said, you could have preached 365 days of the week of the year and never hit the full doctrine of the church. It is in every page of the Bible, every scripture of the Bible. This is about the church. This is about, and if you think this is just about you, then you've missed the last 12 weeks about the church. Because I'm just going to say, the church is a body and there's many members. I'm not talking physical members. I'm a member of Only Believe Ministries. I'm a member of this church. Well, I go over here. I'm not talking that. I'm talking the body of Christ as a whole, from Alaska all the way to the other side of the world. In, in I don't even know where that is. Australia, maybe that was a 24-hour flight for Ashley and Andrew. I don't know. I'm talking all the way around the world. Everyone that commits commits and says that we are a community of believers. We've chosen to serve the one true God. Amen? Do, Dave, are we, saving, are we serving the same God? Yes. Amen. Do we have the same purpose? Yes. The same will? Yes. That's because it's his will. It's his purpose. That makes us the church. End of story. It's not hard. It's not difficult. We believe the same. We accept his purpose. We accept what he's called us to do as a church. We adhere to it and we walk in the way. Therefore, we are the body of the church. Now, for those of you that maybe say, well, Nicole, I haven't been attending on Sundays. Let me give you a quick preface. Now, I'm just going to tell you that on Sunday, dad was stepping all over my message. I'm not my message, the word. He was using the same scriptures that I was going to use. However, the body of Christ represents the moving parts of the body. And Jesus Christ, God, is the head of the body. So Lois, you may be an arm. Regina, you may be a hand. Or maybe just a finger on the hand. Do you know the index finger does something different than the ring finger. You know, people think that your pinky's not that important, but have you ever tried to clean your ear out without a Q-tip with any other finger? <laughs> that was a dad joke if I've ever heard one. I do not use my pinky to clean out my ear, but I'm just saying none of the other ones will fit. Everything has a different job. So together, we make the body of Christ. And multiple times in the scripture, they refer to the body as a whole, as the body, as an effectual working body. We have many different parts, many different jobs, but together we show the world what Jesus looks like. Amen. Now, so that's going to catch you up. Tonight we're going to start our reading in Ephesians, where Dad started on Sunday. Please excuse me, I've been dealing with some allergies lately, thus the reason for the contacts and the mascara running. Actually, I ate a whole cantaloupe, and I love it, and I'm highly allergic to it, but I enjoyed every bite of it. So it's self-inflicted pain. All right, so let's start in the fourth uh, chapter in the 11th verse, exactly where pastor started on Sunday. And I'm just going to preface some of this as we go. Now, keep in mind that 
um, often pastor will read it. I'm a breakdown girl. I'm giving you the meaning of every single word in English the way I understand it. If I can't understand it, then I think nobody else can either. So I'm going to break it down. It says, and he gave some. Now this is after Jesus is leaving. He's leaving the Holy Spirit with us. And this is what he tells us. And he gave some apostles, meaning he, gave, he gifted them, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For those of you who do not know, this is called the five-fold ministry. Often it's utilized or represented as the hand of God because there's five fingers to it. I don't know why it's not the toes of the Lord. I don't know. It's the hand. But I'll tell you this, it's much easier to work with five fingers than it is three, two, or one. Amen? So the five-fold ministries. These work together for the perfecting or the completing of the saints. So you must not be complete. So for those of you who think you've made it, you haven't arrived. I'm just going to tell you. For the work of the ministry. So are you being perfected for your family? Are you being perfected for your job? Are you being perfected so you can look pretty in the mirror? You're being perfected for whose work? Your work or his work? His purpose, his will, his plan, his call. Amen? Sometimes we get that upset. See, sometimes we get so focused on ourselves that we think this body was made for us. Just going to say that. I'll touch that later. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity. That means oneness of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, a complete man. Meaning, now wait, David, do you understand that I can't be complete without you being complete? Do you understand that even if I get there before you do, I got to wait till you come into the unity of faith And the fullness of who it is and understand what's happening so that we can unite together. If you've professed to be a Christian and you're in the faith, then I'm going to have to wait till you get ready. You better hurry up. (laughs) Till we all come, not just a portion, till we all come to the oneness. Now wait, unto the measure, this word right here, measure of the stature. This stature word means maturity. So we're waiting on everyone to grow up. Now wait, so get on with me until the 14th. That we henceforth be no more children. Hmm. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive us. But speaking in truth and in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. That the body of Christ, now remember, the head of the body is who? Okay. How many were here for Bill Winston? I'm at home live streaming with Bill Winston, and I heard him use this. That said in the scripture, this meant, this was awesome. I can't tell you where he said it was, but he said it. That Jesus had no place to lay his head. He said, but he figured that out, that that wasn't true because he had just come from someone's place where he had rested. 
So it wasn't a physical place of his head. It was that the body of Christ had not come into the fullness, had not come into the maturity, so Christ couldn't put his head on top of the body yet because we hadn't arrived. What? That blew my mind. Jesus is waiting for a place to attach the head. We are the body. But let me tell you something. He's not going to attach to a body that's broke. He's not going to attach to a body that isn't mature. One arm up here this big and one all the way down to the leg because it's carrying it, walking like an ape. Because its legs aren't doing the work, but the arms are. That's not what Christ is coming back for. He's coming back for a mature body where all the members understand what their purpose is and how they're going to get it done. Amen? Amen. All right, so that's, that's just the preface. We're getting on to the 16th. From whom the whole body fitly joined. This word fitly joined means close, jointed. Ready for this? Organized. I like that word. For any of you that know me, I'm a little anal. Organized, compactly. You know what? There's no space between them. There's no space between them. You want to know why? Because where there's space, what's it give room for? The devil. There ain't no space. How many of you played Red Rover, Red Rover when you were younger? Okay, I am totally dating myself. Red Rover, Red Rover, for those of you young kids that don't even know what that is, this group of kids on this side of the playground lock their arms on this side, and, and there's another group on the other side, and they are, they're locked. And it said, Red Rover, Red Rover, let Janie come over. And Janie has to come running with all of her might from the other end of the playground, and she's trying to break through those arms. And if she can break through, she gets to stay on your team. But if she can, or no, she gets, if she breaks through, she gets to take one with her back to her team. But if she doesn't, you get to keep her. That's the devil. See, he's waiting to break through those joints. He's waiting to break through our closely knit, organized family so that he can get the weak ones. And let me tell you something. You always chose the weak ones to come over first because you knew they couldn't break through. You saved the big ones for last, and then you locked shoulder to shoulder, and you just, ah! It was awesome. I loved that game. I never won, but I loved it because I was the littlest one in my class. Okay. Organized compactly together and compacted. Now look at this. Compacted by that which every joint supplieth. That word supplieth, you're not going to like me after I tell you this word. Means contributes. Guess what, David? You can't be a part of the body of Christ and not contribute. You can't be a part of the body of Christ and not pull your weight. You have to supply. You have to give something to the body. Now, don't get me wrong. If you need some help, I'm there to help you. But after about six or eight, nine, ten years, you need some more help, I'm going to cut you off and get a new elbow. I'm done. No, that's not the truth. I'm not going to cut you off. But I'm telling you, you have a responsibility. Oh, you would, would you? Well, we're going to, you keep listening to this message. You can't do that. Only the vine dresser can cut you off. Lord, have mercy. Thank God we're preaching out of the Bible tonight. David's not. 
Okay, according to the effectual working. This word effectual means efficient and strong. Not weak, not unorganized, not some here contribute, some don't. God's talking about a well-oiled machine. Do you hear that? This sounds like something out of corporate America. Close, jointed, organized, compactly together, by which everyone contributes according to the efficient and strong working in the measure of every single part. Now wait. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We're going to come back to that making increase. See, we all have a part. And unfortunately... This isn't something that you can just shotgun on your own and say, I'm going to do it. I don't care about the rest of you. I'm just going to go do what the Lord says and then, well, so be it with the rest of them. That's not your option. See, because I need Ray. Ray, you might be the elbow and I might be the forearm. And mom, you might be the bicep or tricep or whatever they call this thing up here. But without us being together, this forearm, for, forget what's left on the ends. It'll never get done. What are your hands for? Who does the work on your body? Who gets you ready in the morning? Who washes you at night? Who pulls the covers up on your body? What would you do without your feet? I mean, really, are we going to army crawl everywhere? How long is it going to take us to get the gospel to the world in an army crawl? You see, everyone's got a part, and I can't do it without you. And the job of the local church, not the body of Christ, the job of the local church is to equip you, to encourage you, to teach you so that you can go do it. For those of you that haven't been here on Sundays, that's to help you. Let's turn our Bibles to Romans, the 12th chapter, 4 and 5. I'm going to give you some scriptures, and probably Pastor has already given these to you five or six times, but I think they're important for you to see. All right, 12, 4, and 5. It says, For as we have many members in one body, and members have not, and all members have not the same office, meaning the same thing to do or the same purpose. My purpose may be different than Lois's. Lois's is different than David's. David's is different than Trisha's. Trisha's is different than. Ed. We all have a different part, all right? But it says, So we, being many, many of us, are one body in Christ and every one members of one of another. One of another. That's important again. One of another. Tell me this. If David's a part of me, then David, what you do, does that affect me? So what you don't do affects me. Okay, just wanted to verify that before we go on. Let's move on to the next scripture. This is a good one. I want to go on to 
1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, this is a little long, but I think this says a lot, and I think we need to hear it because of some of the things that are going on in the church today. Not our church, everyone else's church. We're going to start in the 15th verse. It says, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I'm not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. Now, have you ever met anyone that doesn't want to be who they are but wants to be someone else? You ever met someone not happy with their purpose? Not happy with what God's asked them to do? And then they hold it against you? Well, if I would have had the life you had, this would be easier. I'm like, well, girl, one day we need to have dinner so I can tell you about my life. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. In other words, if you don't like your place, and you think you're more important than you are, or you're less important than you are, then you're not a part of the body. Just get off. Because that's not the way this body works. This bo- I don't get to choose what part I am. He chose what part I am, and I get to do that work, whether I like it or whether I don't. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to be real, real with you. Sometimes you're not going to like what you need to do. Sometimes what you have to do is not where you're going to end up. But some of you don't want to start where you are, and you're never going to get to the end of what you're going to be. I'm sorry, I don't know that it, well, I'm not even going to go there because that would so be my dad. There are parts of the body that I don't think people want to be. If you know what I'm saying. I didn't say it, but my dad's in me. <laughs> if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? Can you imagine being able to hear but not smell? Thank God that we have the diversity that we do to smell the roses. Can you imagine not being able to see what you're smelling or see who you're telling Jesus about or hear God's voice speaking to you audibly? Can you imagine? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. Did he say pleased you? Yes. Remember, I think we prefaced that in the first beginning of the message that I don't think this has a lot to do with us. This has to do everything about him, his purpose, his plan, and that we've accepted the call. That's what makes us the church. Amen? Amen? And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now all they, many members... Yet, but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the hand, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. How many times have you seen in the church, unfortunately, someone who thinks that they have a higher position than the person, I'm going to be real, that's cleaning those toilets that you sat on and thinks their job's more important. Because I'll tell you, my dad's been in there cleaning that toilet. I've cleaned the toilet. I've saw one of my staff members in the middle of a church service leave and go clean up over here out of this toilet. 
someone cares enough to clean the toilet that you sit on every week. And that doesn't make it less important. That is a very important job. And I'm telling you, the cleaning staff here, they work as unto the Lord because this is God's house they're keeping clean. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. They deserve that. When we all go home at 1 a.m. from those concerts because we've just set everything back up, they're here until 4 a.m. cleaning while we're all in bed. And they're still here in service on Sunday at 10 o'clock. I'm telling you, it's, it, there is nothing more important than one another. And don't let anyone do that to you. Amen. Don't let anyone make you feel because you, I don't know, filled, uh, where's Ida and Eric? They're not here tonight. You know what? Someone put, oh, there's Eric on the camera. Let me tell you something. I bet, oh, tithes and offerings are already taken up, but I bet if I count these, one, two, three, oh, look at this. Ida and Eric have been here. Three white envelopes and three blue envelopes in every one of your spots. And as the pews get larger, if these are further, then they make sure that there's enough for every able body sitting in that pew. Do you know that after every service, Ida and Eric are walking through doing this again? Eric, do you get paid? Amen. Thank you. You get another zero added to you. You get a raise. Thank you, Eric, for making sure our offering envelopes are taken care of. Amen. Would that be not good if you went to pay your tithe today and you went to the offering envelope? And it, what, you, where's the envelopes? Where's the envelopes? What happened? Sometimes we need to pay attention to what parts are doing what, and we need to go job shoulder I needed help carrying in that bag of groceries because sometimes they need a good help just to say thank you right nay much more those members of the body whoa did they just say nay much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon those we bestow more abundant honor and our uncomely parts, those are the parts I was talking about earlier that dad would mention that I didn't mention, more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism This means division in the body. None of that fighting stuff in the body. Have you ever seen somebody walking around fighting their own body? I've said this before. Tell me that you've ever seen somebody punching themselves in the eye. (laughs) Have anybody ever seen that? Have you ever seen someone just flipping themselves? Oh, stop it, stop it. You quit that right now. Just stop. Oh, oh. No, you'd think they were crazy. Hang on, hang on. We're going to pass over to John 17, 21, and I'm going to read this to you. Don't, you don't have to turn. That they all, the church, that's what that's talking about, may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one with us. Listen to this, the most important line. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. When you go around fighting and biting and punching and schism here, schism there, well, yeah, I know you fill these Kleenexes, but you know, I put the offering envelopes in. 
and I'm being very sarcastic about this, I'm being very overextensive so you can see, oh yes, I'm, well, I'm a lead teacher in the children's church. Well, I'm just a restroom chick that walks your kids there with three other people. And the girls come out still with their underwear around their feet on backwards. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> I tried to get them put back the same way they came in. It's hard. All them girls lined up in there. We need each other. And the reason we're meant to work effectively and efficiently is because they're watching us. They're watching us. And let me tell you something. Do you want to be a part of something that's broke? Do you want to join a corporate world that isn't working right? Do you want to go to a factory that's known for parts that don't get out on time? They got weak workers. They never get their, their orders out on time. All their machinery breaks all the time. Do you want to go to work there? Do you want them to do any work for you? That's kind of the world when they're approached by the church and it's broke. Do you understand? I'm not doing this to whoop on you. I'm not doing this to yell at you. My prayer is every single day I come into this sanctuary and pray, or if I'm at home on Thursday and Friday. My prayer is that God restore the church in the world's eyes. God repair the vision of the church to the world. It's broke. You get that. It's broke. But it's broke because we're broke. It's broke because we're not compactly joined together. We're not all contributing. We're not all a part of the big plan. And I get it. We're busy. And we're about our own lives. But I thought we decided that in the first part of the message. It's not about us. Right? Okay. Let's go to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the 24th and 5. He's been hammering this home to us. And this is so important. It says, and let us consider one another to provoke or to spur unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Why? Why? If this is about me and my part working right, why would I need to assemble myself? Because he keeps talking about oneness and unity. There's an important factor that you and I are one in what we believe. And when we assemble together, something happens. Let's go to Colossians 3.16. Listen to this one. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing, that word means correcting, to caution, to reprove, to warn one another in psalms and hymns 
and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, can you do that at home in your living room by yourself? Can you do that without assembling yourselves with other people of Christ in the body? Mm -hmm. How many of you have seen the show, The Greatest Showman? Any of you see that? Okay, a few of you. I'll preface it just a smidge. So it's the story of Barnum, Mr. Barnum of Barnum and Bailey Circus. It's fictitious. It's not really real. There's some parts that are true, but some that aren't. But this show is about the man who created the circus and how he put on the world's greatest show. And I'm going to be honest with you, if you like a musical, this is a good movie to see. A couple of little crazy parts in it, but I can tell you where they are before you get there. Crazy dancers, that's all I got to say. With a little too much action going on. But it's a good show that shows the, the world, people came out of the droves to see this great show that had been put on to be entertained. Sometimes, I think that people come to the church because they think they're going to the theater. Sometimes I think we come out on Sunday dressed up like we're going to the theater and putting our best foot forward because we're going to have a great time. And then we get here and we're like, okay, Show me something I've never seen. That's not what it's for. That's not what it's for. See, it's time to stop coming to the church for what the church can show you in demonstration. This isn't a show. This is a show for one person. And that's him. And if it's not here to glorify him, then you have to ask yourself, Why am I here? Because we just read in Colossians that the reason we're to get together is because, you know what, David? You might be going through something in your life. Listen, I'm up there, and I see what all of you don't see. See, if you sit in the first row, you only see me. Trisha, if you sit here, you get to see David and me. You get to see Trisha, David, and me. You get to see this gentleman in the red shirt, Trisha, David, and me. So I would suggest in church the best place to sit is in the back row. Because let me tell you why. What I get to see on Sunday, I see the struggle. I see the fight. I see someone fighting out of loneliness. I see someone fighting depression. I see someone who's just lost their spouse and don't know what to do in life. I see the single mother. I see the one who's laden with cancer that's ill, that hasn't told anyone yet and thinks there's no hope. This is who I see. I see the one who gets the credit calls all week on their answering machine and they won't answer their phone because they're afraid that they're going to come and take everything they've got. I'm the one who sees the child needing another parent because they've been a divorce and no one knows that it's happened yet but the wife's sitting over here and the husband's sitting over here. Some of you are in the fight of your life. Some of you are in the greatest battle that you'll ever be in. But David, you might hold the key to Trisha. We're going to say Trisha's depressed. 
You breaking out in praise. You singing in psalm. You lifting up a voice. Lifting up a shout in your place. In your fight may be exactly what Trisha needed to see. But we don't do that. We don't do that. See, because it's a show. And we don't want to be the show. We want to see the show. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm talking to you now as, as a teacher, not the worship leader. But I'm telling you right now, some of you need to lose your mind for the kingdom. Some of you need to lose your mind in worship and proclaim that the battle that you're in is already won because you might just admonish someone else. You might just reprove someone else sitting next to you knowing that you're with a chemo bag on your hip and you're praising the Lord and they're only down $10 this week. Someone might say, oh my gosh, if that man's dying of cancer, then surely this $10 is going to come. But we're too worried that we're going to be the show. We're too worried that everybody's watching. Trust me, I got enough going on up here that there ain't nobody paying attention to you. You got, listen, by the time I got people, my slip's falling out, my earrings are falling off, my hair's all done. Look at this rat's nest. I didn't even care. Because I knew you were going to see me from the front. I teased it up and just put it in there. You know why? Because I didn't have time. So there's the show right there. Look at the back of my hair. You can look at it and see the mess. I'll make it crazy enough that all of you can just look at me and say, oh my gosh, she's lost her mind so that they're not looking at you. That should be all of us. See, because I have the ability in my own fight, in my own distress, to encourage you in yours. And you and mine. But we don't share it. We don't let it out because we would be vulnerable. Sometimes the church is just going to need to be vulnerable. And you know what? I just saw you itch in your arm. Sometimes you just got an itch. And I'm going to tell you straight up, sometimes you got to work it. You got to get on that door. (laughs) You got to dig. Because you wonder if there's a body part that can even get that itch. We need each other. We need each other. But we've got to contribute to the work together. You get, oh, Lord, I wasn't going to go to this. I wasn't going to go this, but I'm going to. Oh, praise Jesus. Okay, I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. I'm going to say this up front. Now, don't you give me your letters. And don't call the church and say, oh, my gosh. Now, listen. Listen to me closely. Every, close your Bibles. Close your Bibles. Everyone, close your Bibles. Pay attention. Touch your neighbor. Say, now, listen to her real clearly. I am not against welfare. I'm going to tell you that right now. So don't you go tell me that I'm against welfare. I'm not. There comes a time in your life as Christian that you are a baby. And babies need, need, need. They need change. They need fed. They need nurse. They need put to sleep. They need bathe. They need love. They need their hair combed. They need their nose sucked. They need, need, need. Teenagers need less 
should need less. Where's Lincoln? Adults should need less. And the ones that think you're complete and mature and have reached that place should need far more or less and you should start helping with the babies. I don't have a problem with you needing something from the church ever. You need love, there's love. You need support, there's support. But there comes a point that as a Christian, you are meant to consume the Bible and produce fruit. But we get stuck in the welfare system spiritually and we come to consume, 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 consume. And when there's nothing left for anyone to give you because you've sucked everyone dry around you, well, I guess I'm just not going to this church anymore. I'm going down to the road. You want to know why? I'm just, I'm not feeling it here anymore. No, you're not feeling the support because you're not contributing. Welfare is for a season. Welfare is for when you get down and broken and your husband has walked out on you and left you with three children. It's when you've broke a hip and you need a hip replacement and there's no work. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my family. You know what? The system's there for you. The church is here for you. But I'm not going to carry you forever. David, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pick you up by the nap of the neck. I'm going to smack you a good. I'm going to say, get going. And if you don't want to consume this to produce something different in your life, I can't feed us all. God's not waiting for me to be ready till we all come into the unity. Not until Nicole comes in. Not until Pastor Peter and Phyllis come in to the fullness of who they are. Till we all come in. So everyone here that said, I want to be a part of the purpose. I want to be a part of the kingdom. We're waiting. We're waiting. I'm just being real with you. This is where the rubber meets the road. See, sometimes these Wednesday night crowds, you can say this stuff on Sunday. They wouldn't come back. They just wouldn't come back. We've got to get out of the welfare system spiritually and start tapping in to the check that comes every month and identify that I can get off this system. This is the system. I'm not your answer. Jesus is your answer. See, I'm just going to give you a drink. I'm just going to give you a pull. I'm going to give you a tug, but Jesus is going to give you the answer to the drink. He's the well that produces the water I gave you. But you're too busy wanting me to draw it. You're too busy wanting your pastor to draw it. When we all come together so that the world might see. See, we're meant to be producers, not consumers. And it's like I said, don't you say I didn't say it. The church loves you. If you need the church, we're here for you. We're here for you 
for a long time. I'm going to forgive you seven times 70. I'm going to bend over backwards. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you mercy, but I'm not going to give you grace and I'm not going to give you mercy without holding you accountable to doing something for the kingdom of the Lord. And that's the problem with the church today. we got a bunch of drive-through Christians that want to drive through, get what they need, and keep on going because they don't have time for the kingdom. Let me tell you something. The kingdom isn't comfortable. The kingdom is work. And anyone who told you it's not is a liar. I'm just telling you straight up. There is a work that is meant to be done. And I can't do it by myself. And if you're in it, then let's get in it and get the work done. I got a skit for you tonight. It's very small. It's very short. The staff was working on it. Kylan, bring your guys up. Now, I want to show you. This is a church that is broke. This is a church that is trying to do it on their own. Every person for themselves, managing their life, working their call, working their purpose, because it's all about them. Okay? They have one job. Their only job is they've all got knocked down, and all they have to do is stand up together and be united as one. But they all have each other or their cells in mind. That's going to be good. <laughs> Let's see it right now. Okay, boys. Two, three. What's the matter? Get up, boys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, let, let's try it again. Same thing. Try it again. Let's see. Now, this time, now, you're about his call, right, EJ? You know what God wants you to, uh, oh, you're going to do it together. Oh, oh. So now they're going to join themselves one to another and do it in unity. Let's see. One, two, three. Listen, this is an easy team building show to show you what team building can do. This is about one person not trying to do it on their own. But when they locked arms with one another and became unified in their faith, in their purpose, in their call, they could stand up. So whatever came their way, whatever knocked them down, they could get up. When's the last time you came to the church and gave love and didn't need it? When was the last time you came to encourage someone in the Lord and not receive it? When was the last time you paid someone's financial need and didn't have one of your own? When was the last time you gave the prayer of healing out and wasn't the one that needed the healing? I'm trying to get you to think outside of yourself. I'm trying to get you to look at the true place of the arm. See, when I have an itch, it's not a question of which part's going to itch it. If it's on my left side of my body, my fingers don't complain. There's deeds that got to be done every day. 
sometimes more than once a day, and they don't gripe. You know what I'm saying? But everyone thinks the hand's the most important. Sometimes your foot's walking through the yard and it steps in a pile of poo. No one saw that coming, but your foot doesn't cry. Some things aren't good to go through. None of us want to do it. But the bottom line is, is that there's people right next to you that are going through it. And I'm trying to get you to take your mind off of yourself Amen. and put it on someone else. Amen. You have a whole body connected to you. And I get you're tired. I get you're overworked. I get your family is stressed. So is everybody else. Help. Let's work together as a body so that the world can see us like Jesus. And then Jesus will have a place to rest his head. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you, he ain't a little Jesus, so we better get working. Amen. All right, I want everyone to stand up. As our last exercise tonight, I want every hand in this place to grab the hand of the person next to you. Everyone. I don't want one hand left undone tonight. This, this, Janie, grab a cross. I don't care where you got to go. Everyone, yep, wherever. Get in a group. You are stronger together. Everyone look at your neighbor. You're going to do it twice, so pick one on one side, one on the other. We are stronger together. Say it. Now look to your other neighbor. We are stronger together. Amen. Now, you have homework. You ready? You have homework. I know that every one of you have someone's number in your phone that goes to this church. Every one of you. And if you don't, you better connect yourself to the body and I will give you a number. I have 586 numbers in my phone. I will give you somebody and I don't know who's you're going to get, but I'll give it out. And you'll just have to forgive me, people, for giving out your phone number. That's just what I'm going to do. You're going to call somebody and encourage, love on, support, meet a financial need, some, pray a prayer of healing. This week, from now until Sunday, I need you to practice being the church. Will everyone here do that? Yeah. Now, wait, 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 wait. Listen to your neighbor, because if they say no, I want you to rat them out right now. <laughs> rat them out right now. Will everyone do that? Yeah. All right. I like it. This is accountability. This is like school, isn't it? All right, we're going to pray, and then we're going to let you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you tonight. And God, we thank you, Lord that you have given us each other. And God, that we don't have to do this alone. That I do have sisters and brothers in the Lord that will support me when I'm weak. And Father, that you've given me the chance to lift up my brother or my sister. God, and I will do what the word says. I will produce something for your kingdom. God, I will unite myself with my brothers and sisters. And Father, bring glory to you, God, as we go through this life and mature, Father, and come into the perfect completeness and maturity, Father, as if you will. God, that you would have a place when you return to rest your head. Father, make us strong. 
Give us wisdom and knowledge beyond our years. God, those of us that are immature in the word, Father, give us a mentor, someone who will walk us through the things of the word that we don't understand. Father, help the older to teach the younger. Father, and that the younger, Father, would learn to run this race with a fervency, Father, with a steady heart, Father, and not give up. But God, I thank you, Lord, that we would hold us accountable one to another in this time, Father, as we meet and assemble ourselves together regularly. Father, grow us, God, that it would bring you glory. And God, would we be ready for your return. 